talk about that a little bit. We spend a lot of times on, we spend a lot of uh, time doing things. We're all the time doing things. Um, some things are good, some things are bad, but but what we need, we need to focus on is, God, what, what did you spend time on? What did you spend time on? And so, I know what God spent his time on. He spent, he, what, what meant a lot to him, what was very important to him, was people and bacon. So, well, maybe, maybe it's bacon people. Maybe that may be better. Okay, okay, people. I'm just interested in bacon. But people. <laughs> but, but people, people's what's so important to him. But that's what matters most to God is people. Jesus cares about people. We see that through his whole entire life. We see that he cares about people. And so um, he, went around, he went about doing the will of his Father. Let's read Matthew chapter 22, verse 34 through 30, if you have your word. It says, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together and questioned him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, what is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord God your heart with all your, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second one is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, the entire law uh, and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And for the past two and a half years, we've tried to live by that. And we try to, as our, our, our mission is to inspire love, life, and relationships. And we are really focused on love and loving our community and loving each other and forgiving one another and reaching out and saying, God, first off, we, we love you. First off, we adore you, and we care about who you are and what you've done for us, and we thank you for that. And now, God, we want to love our neighbor 
as you have loved us. Um, it, every soul matters to God. Every person matters to God. I don't care if they are bad. I don't care if they are evil. It may not mean nothing to you. And, but the thing is, to God, they're a soul, and he cares about them. And he cares about them, and, and, and it means a lot to him because every soul has an opportunity to go to heaven, no matter how they act. And with God in their life, they, they can change and, and be different. I'm getting a little feedback up here or something. But um, even, even uh, until Jesus' death, he was, he was concerned about people. He was up there on the cross, and what was the last, one of the last things he did was he looked, he looked at, at his, his brother and said, Take care of mom. On the cross, he was concerned about his mama. He was concerned about his mama. Not only was he concerned about his mama, he's sitting up there dying a cruel death, naked on the cross, crown of thorns at his head, pouring blood, whipped, whipped, whipped like a puppy. I mean, just, just, just demeaning up there. And he looked out there in front of everybody and prayed to God and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I mean, he had every right to say, kill them all, God. Matter of fact, let me just go ahead and do it right now for you. You know, because of the way he was treated. But he said, you know what? That's not what I'm about. I didn't come to, to, to do that. I come to seek and save the lost. I came to help. And I, and I love these people. And they, they just really don't know what they're doing right now. So God, just, just forgive them, God, for what they're doing right now. Because they don't have a clue at what they're doing. He, he was concerned about people. You know, and we say we're, we, we say we're concerned. We see, um, you know, uh, in the news about floods and, and violence and shootings and famine and, and all kind of things. And we're like, wow, that, that's crazy. And then we go on about our day. We see a shooting somewhere. And, and some people are, are glued to the television and the whole day they're thinking about it. But a lot of us, we look, oh, there's a shooting. Oh, no, another one. And we just go about our day. You know, does, it, doesn't, we, we, it doesn't bother. We see something about uh, somebody got a divorce. Oh, man, I hate that. And then we just go about our day. You know, we, we, we know, we, oh, so-and-so had their children moved from their house for, for domestic reasons. Oh, oh man, that's, that's, I hate that. But then we just go on. We're, 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 we say, oh, that stinks. You know, we, we, we say, somebody on Facebook says, hey, remember me in prayer. And we put a little praying hands on there for them. And then we keep scrolling without even saying a prayer. You know, we, we, we say we care, but do, in our actions, do we really show that we care? You know, we say we're going to pray for you. I, I don't ask everybody to pray for me because I know some people ain't. I want to ask people that I know when I say, will you pray for me? I know that they're going to get on their hands and knees or at least stand up and pray. Just, they, they're going to pray. Maybe not hands and knees, but they're going to pray. They're going to seek God. And when someone says that on Facebook, you say, you know, hey, pray for me. You know, if we really care about them, we're not only just going to pray, at least hopefully right then or before you go to bed, we're going to also, if we really care about them and we're close to them, we're going to reach out to them and say, hey, man, Hey, I just want to give you a call. Are you okay? I saw that you needed prayers. Anything I can do for you? I you know, but sometimes we call them, but we don't call them to see if we could do anything for them. We call out. We call them up to be nosy. Hey, I, I can sure pray a whole lot better if I know a little bit more more what's going on. I can pray more. I can talk to God more directly about it. <laughs> I had somebody tell me that in a church I was at when I was little. I was a teenage, young teenager, and I said, "So and so, it was one of the greatest prayer warriors in the world." Really? But, but she said, but she said, honey, what, what, just what, what specifically is it? I can talk to God a whole lot better if I know what it is. You know, she meant well, but what she really, well, she was, she was nosy. She wouldn't know what was going on. And so we call people, not to check on them, but to check on, hey, what, what's going on so I can go tell somebody. You know, and it's not, it's not a secret if you, tell them, if you tell one at a time and you tell them to stay in confidence. See? 
But that's just how we are. But if we really care about them, we'll call and say, look, I don't need to know nothing. I'm going to go to God in prayer. I don't need to know anything. Are you okay? Is there anything I can do? When someone has a divorce, you, you could check on them. When someone loses a child, when someone has, you know, we, we, if we really care about people, we come to their funerals, but then after that funeral's over, we leave them alone. That's it. When, it, when, when, when after a funeral for one solid year, it is hell for them. Because there's birthdays, there's Valentine's, there's Easter, there's Christmas, there, there, there's all these things. Mother's Day, there's Father's Day, all these things. We should call people to have lost someone, especially recently, you know, and check them. Hey, I'm just praying for you today. I know today's a hard day for you. Well, you, you know how much that would mean to somebody if we did that just, just to show that we cared for them? You know, my mom and dad taught me when I was young, whenever the ambulance would go by, I, if I would hear an ambulance, they would always say, hey, that's an emergency. They're going to the emergency room. Something bad's wrong. So every time you hear an ambulance, pray for them. So every time an ambulance would go by, we'd be in the car, we'd say, oh, Lord, bless them, Jesus. Every time I see you hear a fire truck, God bless them. You know, we would, all, we would always do that. And now I, I've taught my kids, and my kids do that. When we're riding down the road or we're in the house or they hear an ambulance, they're like, Lord, bless them. No matter what's going on, we're just we're in the middle of the conversation. Lord, bless them. Praying for them. Because it's, it's, a, it's a big situation. There's, there's things going on in life. And, and the problem is, is, is we're, we're concerned... <laughs> We're, somebody's, somebody's car just said, Lord bless them. Somebody's car horn's going off out in the parking lot. Everybody's, everybody's discreetly putting their hands in their pocket, matching their button, trying to cut it off. You did it. <laughs> you fixed it, whoever it was. But anyway, so but we, we, need, to, we need to be concerned. But wh- where is our compassion for people? Where is our heart for people? You know, we. we, we this is, this is an aggressive comment, but I think, I think it's a, r- a real comment. Do we really have compassion on the lost, or are they an inconvenience for us? When, when, when someone comes up and they're needing, and you're giving them money, are, are, you, are you really concerned about them? Now, I, listen, I know there's people on the side of the road, hey, you know, you know, I'm a veteran, I need help, and this kind of stuff. Some of them are true, some of them are not, some are lying, all this kind of stuff. So you, I know that in some situations you can't tell. But I'm talking about whenever someone comes up in need, and you're talking to them, are you thinking, oh, God, I've got to go. I don't really have time for this. You know, are, are you really thinking, you know what, man, this person is really hurting. Do you know most people, they really don't need your money. Most, most, a lot of people, they just need your time. And we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm really ahead of myself. But, but some people just need for you to listen to them. Some people just need you to, to hear them. They just need you to take time to listen, and that's going to help them. So how do we respond? Are, are we responding to people that are, that are broken and, out, and, you know, and, and, and people that are out there as inconvenience and you're in my way and you're, you're, you're stifling how, how people look at me? See, we're so busy and we, and we, we may think, well, my contribution is not going to matter. It doesn't matter if I give a dollar or two dollars to this, to this event or this, this uh, organization or this charity. But it's like the little kid that's, that's walking on the, on the beach and he sees this man and he's, he's taking a, a, a starfish and he, he, there's a whole ton of starfish that came up on the shore and he's throwing, he threw one back and, and uh, the little kid said, Sir, so you can't save all them, 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 them starfish. There's just no way. There's so many of them. You can't make a difference. And he picked up a, a starfish and threw it in the ocean and said, I made a difference in that one. You, can't, you might not can reach big organizations, or bigger, but can, you can reach one person in your, your community. You can reach one person that you see, 
I, we do that a lot here. We, you know, we have a, a small food pantry that we, that we, that we help out people with um, that, that go to our church or, or maybe a close friend of yours. You know, we have a little a food pantry back here, and if you want to bring food to, to, to canned goods and stuff like that, we would love to have them to help out with that. But we, we try to help one at a time. We have people that come and talk to us sometimes, and, and, and we'll see them, and we'll we, we, we try to help needs, and we'll try to do what we can. We can't help them all the time. We wish we could, but we help you, and then we want you to, to help yourself. But, we, but sometimes you might not reach a bunch of people and do a whole lot of things, but you can help somebody. You can do something. Don't, don't let your little amount um, stop you. Uh, somebody the other day from a big church in town came, came by here, um, Life Community. They're moving to another facility while they're building their, their, big, uh, their big permanent building. And um, um, Pastor Tim Belevins is the pastor there. He's such, a, he's such an amazing man. And, and somebody from their church came over and, and the children's ministry and said, hey, we, we got some extra stuff here. We want to bless you with that. And man, we were just so honored that a church would do that for us and, and bless us. And they said, well, what are y'all, what, what's some of the stuff you're doing? And we were telling them, and they're like, well, that's a lot for a church this size, you know. You know, so, you know, you know we, we, but we're doing good. I mean, people are amazed when I say we have 125 people or so on a Sunday morning, um, and we've only been here two, a little bit over two and a half years, you know, in the two services. And they're like, wow, that's a lot. But, 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 but they said, well, what are you doing? I told them, they're like, you're doing a whole lot for a church your size. And I said, listen, I'm not going to let the size of our church dictate the, in, the size of our impact in our community. You know, we're still going to do. If there's money in the bank, we're going to give. We're going to do something with it. We're not going to just hoard up to it and hold on to it. We're going to say, God, we're going to give. We're going to bless. We want to help. We're going to do what we can. And we got a lot of that that we do do. And, and uh, we, you, know, the, you know, we always, do, with boots on the ground, we do that. And, and Monday night, the leadership creative team is meeting, and we're going to talk about another one. Last year, we gave away, you know, what was it, $1,200 in gas. And this year, we're going to do something different. I believe it's going to be really unique. I don't want to tell you about it yet. Um, we're going to talk about it more Monday night. But... But we want to do something, and we want to make an impact on other people. Because there's people that are hurting. I'm, I'm a, y'all, y'all, everybody knows I'm a police and a sheriff's chaplain. And I got a call the other night, um, right after the Tuesday night uh, Life 101 discipleship class, um, which is an amazing class. I really encourage you all to come. I'm telling you, we have church. We have a good time. There are some hungry people. There's about 8 to 15 people that come different weeks. And, and uh, they're going to change our church. They are so hungry. They're learning scripture every week. They're, they're praying. They're asking questions. How can I do this? How do I stop that? You know, how do I quit hating this person? Whatever it is. We just talk about everything. You know, and it's really good. And so I encourage you to come. But I was sitting here, and I got a phone call from the police department. They said, hey, we have a, a rape that we need you to go respond to. And I was like, okay. And I'm thinking, Lord, how do I do this? This, this is a rape case. So how, me as a man, how am I going to comfort this situation? And I was just praying and say, God, just, I'm just going to let you speak through me because I, I'm not going to be able to come up with nothing because I don't understand how, how I, I'm, I'm going to do this. But I get there, and there's like ticker tape everywhere. There's like 40 11 cops. There's like, like 200 people standing around. And I walk up, and I was like, where's the victim? They said, the victim's on, dead on the, on, the, on the porch, and it was a murder case. I've never been to a murder case before. And so I was under the ticker tape, and I'm right here, crime scene, and I'm right in the middle of all of it. I'm like, holy cow, people are yelling and screaming, and the police are yelling. It was just, it was, it was an intense situation. And so I said, where's the family at? And so I went over there to talk to the family, and, I was, and, and, and the family had, they, had they, would, they would come up, as a family member would come, the body was up here on, on, on the porch, and they, would, and they did not want, you know, in a crime scene, you can't cross that line. Because if you do, people's like, well, we're just trying to, you know, be, you know just be mean. But, but anything you touch, your fingerprint can be on it. And it, you could be a, you could be a, a, a wit, I mean, a, I mean a, a suspect, you know. And, and if you touch the body or if you move, move the body, anything you do can mess up. And we, we couldn't find, we couldn't prosecute because it can mess everything up. 
Okay, and so, but, but, they, but as a family member would come, like the mom and the brother, the sister, when they came, they were just, they didn't care about that line. They were trying to come, and the police had to stop them and get them back, and it was my job to help them understand why that was and pray with them and pull them to the side and talk to them. But, but my point is, is that I was so broken, because I, I told the mom, I said, listen here, if that was my son and the police told me I couldn't get to him, I would do just what you just did. I would say, I don't, I'm going. Now, but the police would have stopped me just like they did you, okay? So uh, we, I can't. You can't right now. You will soon. But it broke my heart for her and for the sisters and the, and, and the daughter of the, of the gentleman, the 12-year-old 12, 12 little daughter standing there, and her dad's up there, and she can't get to him. And I was like, man, I understand your pain, and I know what you're going through. And I was just saying, God, you know, I wasn't prepared for this because I thought I was coming to a, a, a rape case and I'm coming to a murder scene. And I got this, this, this family and all these people are upset because this happened in their community. How can I help God, please? And I was just, I was sitting there broken. God, help me talk to the right people. Help me say the right things. Help me, God, help me just make a difference to, to bring a little bit of peace to them right now. You know, help me do say something that can make a difference to them. And it was, you know, it was, it was a crazy scene. But, but, but me and um, uh, Sergeant Cottrell, the, the sergeant that's in charge of the, the the chaplain group, we, we were just we were going around like flies, just talking to everybody, just doing everything we could. But it broke my heart to, to see that and to see that mom. And it's just not there. It happens every day. There's situations in our community every day that I, that we all get called out to, to to go help situations like that. And they need a chaplain. There's someone who their, 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 their child just committed suicide, and I, I've had to go to several of those. You know, and I'm sitting there talking to this mom or this dad, and th their child still maybe still still there, you know, and, and maybe I'm in a situation where someone just you know, in a car wreck and, and, and have to tell someone that someone had passed. And it's just a, it's a situation that all over our town, people are hurting. You know, you go by car wrecks all the time. You go by through all situations, you know, and we, it's our responsibility to pray for these people, to care for them, to try to bring joy. You can't bring but so much joy in those situations, but try to bring hope and peace to them. However you can, what can I do to bring peace to them? What can I do to help? You know, um, and, 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 we, and we go to this community, you know, and when we do boots on the ground, we go to these communities, and we try our best to help, and you're like, you know, but why are we, why are we going to those communities? You know, they're, they're, you know some, of, some of the projects and things like that, there's churches in that community that can help. You know what? There sure is. But those people in that community expect those churches to help because they're in their community. They don't expect our church to help. So when we go and we help, they're like, you don't have a reason to be here. Why would you come except for that you cared and that you loved? And they understand that. And they're like, wow, you came, you came and you helped us. You have no reason to be here. You have no interest in, in being here at all with the exception of that you just care about us and you want to help us and you want to love us and you want to just make things better. And they do that. And, and it's amazing. And I, and I, love, I love to do that. I, there's this little kid named Pop that, that uh, his dad had died in, in a shooting a while back. And when we go to Creekwood, I, I love finding Pop. Pop. Pop can't wait to see me. Every time he comes, he wants to see Pastor Doug because Pastor Doug normally has a piece of candy for him. You know? and, and I talk to him, and I tell him how awesome he is. I said, man, you're amazing, dude. I love you, man. I said, you're going to be the next American Ninja Warrior because he loves to get on the little monkey bars and, and sling, and he shows me how he can jump from here to over there. You know? And I'm like, dude, and he's, he's very talented. Um, and he plays ball. I was like, man, you can shoot that ball. And every time he comes to me, why does he come to me? Because I encourage him. I love him. I show him care. I give him time. There's people in this community that you can reach out to yourself that, that doesn't have to be there. It could be somewhere else. You know, that just need, uh, I was talking to uh, Faye Peterson a while ago. She goes, she says, I really understand that point. You said that people just need your time. She said, because I was in the airport 
And uh, when I was sitting in the airport, she said, I had a conversation, like, and I, I had a, a long layover. She said, I had like five conversations. She said, I didn't say but like ten words. She said, people just wanted to talk. They didn't want my advice. They just wanted somebody to listen. There's a lot of people in this community that just need somebody that has an ear, that just can take time and say, I care enough to hear your problems. I don't have an answer. You know what? Paul said, hey, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I'll give you. And it's Jesus. So if nothing else, if all you can say is, hey, I'll be praying about that. It sounds like you're going through a whole lot. I'm, I, the only person that I know and the only wisdom I have is that I know that Jesus can help you through this. And I'm just going to be praying for you. And I know that I don't sound like a lot, but promise me, that's, that's, that's more than you'll ever can, can imagine that I can give you. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. The, the letter is from Simon Peter, a slave of the apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing you to share the same precious faith that we have. The faith that um, was given to you um, because of the justice of the fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of, of God um, and Jesus our Lord. By His divine power, God has given us everything that we need for um, living a godly life. We have um, received all this by coming to know Him and the one who called us to Him by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his marvelous glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are promises that enable us to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption by, caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with generous provision of moral excellence. And moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. For those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have, what they have been cleansed of their old sins. See, it's saying that we should love for everybody. We don't get to pick and choose who we love. You don't pick and choose that you only love those who act like you, talk like you, walk like you, act like you, smell like you. We love everybody. Everybody not be, may not be your best friend, but you love everybody. You care for them. You forgive everybody. And it says by this, you, it says when you do this, you'll be more powerful and useful in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. By loving people, your knowledge in Christ will increase. By loving people, your knowledge, you, 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 you'll, you'll understand Christ more when you love people, when you care about people. Matthew chapter 15, 29 through 32 says, Jesus returned to the Sea of Galilee and climbed a hill and sat down. Most rabbis would sit down when they're ready to teach. So it says, And a vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, I'm sorry, lame, blind, and crippled, and those who couldn't speak, and many others. So uh, there, was, there was blind, lame, crippled, people who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid them before Jesus. Listen to this. Is it up there? Um, listen to this. It says, um, they laid them before Jesus. It says, and he healed them all. There's not a lot of times in the Bible that he healed all of them. But there are times that he healed all of them. And if he ever did anything in the Bible, that means it could be done again. 
Because it says we'll do greater things than him. So I can't wait till the day comes that I can say the Spirit of God is moving and God wants to heal you all. And everybody that has a situation, everybody that needs healing in here, God will heal you. God will touch you all. And I love that. And I believe that God can do those kind of things in our life as he did on that day. But it says the crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well. The lame were walking. And the blind could see again. And they praised the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples and, and told them, I feel sorry for these people, for they have been there with me three days, and they have had nothing to eat. Jesus was preaching for them for three days, and he hadn't had nothing to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry, or they will faint along the way. See, Jesus cared for the people he was teaching to that they hadn't ate. See, there's a lot of preachers that don't care that you hadn't eaten. They're going to keep running on preaching for two or three hours until they're done. You see? <laughs> they, so, but Jesus, we've got to be like Jesus. So I've got to be like Jesus. That's why I try to give you 30 or 40, 40 minutes or so and then let you go eat. Because I care about you. Because I don't want you passing out right here in my service. So I'm going to give you about 30 or 40 minutes and then I'll let you go. You know, because I care about you like Jesus did. I didn't, some preachers just keep right on going. They don't care you hadn't ate. They must have had a big breakfast. Because I didn't. But here's something. This is so powerful. I want you to get this. I want you to listen to this. This is so powerful. How you carry yourself in the community is more important than how you carry yourself in the church. See, if we carry ourselves in here is fine. That, that's good. However, it doesn't, in here, you carry yourself. You should be a Christian and all that kind of stuff. But what's more important is that you carry yourself as a Christian out there. So because people are watching you, people know you're a Christian, and when they know you're a Christian, they're watching to see how you walk, how you talk, how you act, how you respond, how you handle situations, how you handle tragedy in your life. People are watching you. Well, no, they're not. Yes, they are. You don't know they are. Trust me. I, talk, I counsel many people, and they all talk about how they saw so-and-so, how they saw so-and-so, how they reacted, what they did, how they, how they reacted. You watch kids. Whenever we have kids in here on Sunday mornings for, for different events, you watch them. As we worship, they'll be, they'll be watching the adults worship. And sometimes you'll see them like, like trying to do like the adults. They're imitators. And people are watching you. And if you're a Christian and you respond that way, in the right way, then they'll respond in the right way. But if you're a Christian and they're watching you and you respond in the wrong way, then you're responsible for how they act. Because they saw you act that way and they felt it was okay. Well, they're a Christian. They did it, so so can I. And see, now, now we got an issue there because now you got a situation where, where you're, you're bringing somebody else to believe this, this is a way to act as a Christian, and it's not. And then somebody else has got to come undo that. So we got to act right. And, and, and I'm talking about outreach. Yes, in these communities. And, and when we do this outreach coming up, and like the outreach we did you know, with the gas. But I'm talking about also outreach at your work, your co-workers. I'm talking about outreach, you know, at your school if you're a teenager or a young adult or you're in college. I'm talking about outreach at the grocery store. I'm talking about, because there's people in line at a grocery store. They're trying to start conversations. There's, all, there's people in the grocery store that, that, that are always wanting to talk. There's people in the post office. You're in line doing nothing. They're wanting to talk. You know, there's opportunities for you to do outreach and talk. You're like, well, Pastor Doug, oh, also with your friends, and also there's outreach to be done in your family. How do I love these people? Give me some, some examples of what I can do. Well, first off, words. Words define our culture. Words define our culture. There's a, there's a few people that, like the YMCA. I, I know YMCA cares about people. 
Why? Because their, their tagline is, we build people. That tells me that they're interested in people, that they care about people. You know, um, L'Oreal, their tagline is, because you are worth it. Because you're, that, that means that L'Oreal cares for people. Now, I know my wife sells Mary Kay, so I can't stay on this point long. But, but, it, <laughs> but, but, but it means, you know, when I, when I see something that says something like that, that's a tagline that has that, you know. You know, I love to watch people walk around that has T-shirts that says love or hope. All those things mean something to me because they wouldn't have put that on if it didn't mean something to them. These, these businesses wouldn't have made their tagline that if that wasn't what they're about. You know, we are inspiring love, life, and relationships. That's what we are here at Kingdom Life. We want to inspire love. We want to inspire life. And we want to inspire relationships. Uh, you know, a uh, unconditional love, a life of more abundance than we can have, and a relationship with Jesus that, that means something that can transform your life. So what can I, what, what, what can I say? Give me some words. Okay, I love you. I care about you. You're important to me. I'm here for you. You're amazing. Maybe you're awesome. Hey, don't give up. You're going to make it. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. All those words are stuff you can say. Even if you're out in a grocery store, somebody can say something. You're like, oh, that's, man, you're awesome, dude. You're awesome. Does that, does that make a big difference? Yes, because maybe at home they were told they were stupid. Maybe at home they were told that they weren't awesome, that they're, they're a failure. So any words like that you can tell to encourage somebody, every one of those words are life. Every one of those words are encouragement. There's a gift of encouragement. And when you're at the store, wherever you're at, say that even if you're here in this house, encourage people. When, you, when you're at, at the grocery store, when you, you go eat lunch today and you have a great waitress, Say, hey, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being so quick. Thank you so much for refilling my cup, whatever it is. You know, speak life into them. And if they're not awesome, then tell them, hey, you're awesome. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second, that don't make sense, but they're not. To Christ, they are. So as I say, put on your God goggles and quit looking through your own selfish eyes because you didn't get it in the time amount that you felt like you had, but you didn't know she had a really mean customer over there and, and, and she might have got beat last night. You don't know telling what's, what kind of bad day she had or what she's going. She might have an addiction. And she's trying to break it and she's trying to have a good life and have a good job and she can't, you know, and we as Christians are the ones that push her over the edge. Because do you, do you know the, the type of people that, that restaurants do not want to have? On Sundays, just Christians. I've had restaurants and, and, and uh, waitresses tell me, Christians are some of the meanest people, my, my customers I have. So what are we going to do to change that? The only way to change someone's perception is to be something different and say, that's not who we are, this is who we are. And you show them by example what it is. Which brings me up to my next uh, point. How else do you show love? By actions. Be generous. Give. Time. I already talked about time a couple times already. But giving them your time. People just want time. People want you to take a second to talk to them. You know, and, and spend that. that I, know, I know we're all busy and you don't have a whole lot of time. But there's nothing more crushing to someone if, that they feel like, you know what, maybe I could talk to so-and-so. And you're talking to them and the whole time you're like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I got I to gotta go. You know, and they're like, well, fine. I thought I could talk to them. 
You know, I have to focus myself because, because I kind of get a little anxious and stuff and I'm worried about what all is going on. I'm talking to somebody and I'm looking behind their head and around their head and looking over there. And sometimes people feel like I'm not engaged and I am. It's just stuff distracts me. And I'm like, oh, is that okay? Okay, okay. All right. oh, 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 did he fall? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not I'm not listening. It's just sometimes stuff, squirrel, you know. <laughs> so we have to focus sometimes. But what else can I do? You, 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 can, you can listen. Just listen. You can give gifts, obviously. Um, you can check. You can send messages to people on Facebook. Like I said, you see that they're praying. Don't just put praying hands. Send them a private message and say, dude, I don't know what's going on, but I just want to let you know I'm praying for you. If they want to tell you what's going on, they will. If they do, don't tell everybody. Um, when, when, you, you know, um, when you do that kind of thing, you're, a, a burden on your own life can lift. Do you understand that if, you're, if right now, today, if you're down, Busted and disgusted and depressed and sorrowful. The number one best thing you can do for that, obviously beside God healing you and all these other, other, other things, is, is that, that, that we always go to and we're like, oh, we know, we know that'll happen. But I'm talking about something that you may not think. If you're, if you're depressed today, go out and spend the whole day doing something for somebody else and loving on somebody. Go give somebody. Go help somebody. Go serve somebody. Go do something nice for somebody. Now, you don't have to be giving somebody money. Just go do something for somebody. Care somebody a little flower or, or go, go, go smile. Go sit on Facebook and go tell 13 people that, hey, thinking about you today, and I was in church and I was thinking about you, and I just want you to know I prayed for you today. Right now, I want you all to think about somebody. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your neighbor. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's uh, your enemy, whatever. Think about somebody right now on, on your Facebook friend. I want you to go home today, and I want you to say, I was in church today. And I thought about you, and I just want to let you know I, was, I, lift, I lifted you up in prayer. In prayer, So let's pray right now. God, whoever they're talking about, whatever friend they have in their life that they want to encourage today, that they know they're having a bad time, or maybe they're not having a bad time, but maybe going to go through a bad time this week, but this prayer right now could stop that because they're going to let them know that we care about them, that we love them. God, and we lift them up to you right now in the name of Jesus. And while we're praying, God, God we, we pray, God, for... For, um, for Donald Mazel in our, in our church here, God, that he's got to have surgery this week. And we're praying for him, God. We're praying for also, God, Jesus, for um, all, everybody on our team up here that was sick today, Father, that couldn't come and pray, Father. We just lift them up to you. Hannah was sick today. We pray for her. God, we lift her up to you. And God, those people on Facebook that we're going to message today, God, give us the right words just to tell them that we care about them, that we love them, and that, we, that, we, that we're thinking about them, and we're lifting them up in Jesus' name. So now, go home today and just say, hey, thinking about you, I want to let you know, I was thinking about you in prayer today. God brought your heart to me today at church, and I want to let you know I was thinking about you, and I was praying for you. And that's it. Stop. They, they may say, okay, because they don't know why. Because that prayer you just prayed could stop something from happening for them this week. That prayer that you pray right now might stop a disaster in their life. That, that they, because, but because they were maybe heading down in a spiral, but because you stopped that spiral by giving them hope, then, then things, their whole week may be different. So find somebody, go home and just start typing. Whoever God leaves on your mind that you just thought about and other people will say, God put me, you on my heart today, and I want you to know that. I did that not too long ago. I was praying, and uh, God just said, send out on text and friends. If you get a, a, something from me on text and friends, it's, 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 a, it's a text thing, um, a, a system that I use. And it said, just send it out and tell them that you're thinking about them and that you're praying for them. And um, I was like, well, God, is, is, who, who am I thinking about? He said, think about all of them. But there's going to be some people that's going to definitely need that. And there were several people that came up to me, like five people, and said, you don't know at that moment at that time how much that meant to me, that you were praying for me. So after I did that, I did it, and then I started praying. 
And man, you wouldn't believe that. Like I said, there's like five people that said, man, that touched my heart. Man, that blessed me at a right. Man, I just started crying when you said, just like that. You know, some, 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 somebody showed up that Sunday to church. They're like, hey, I came to church today because you said you were thinking about me. So small things mean, mean a big, make, make a big difference. And you get encouraged that way. Okay, there's only two left, three and four. Number three, serve. What can I do? If you go to us with to one of these outreaches for boots on the ground, there's, there's, we can, you can help cook. You can help serve the food. You can help break down. You can help set up. There's a prayer tent. You can walk around and play with the kids. You can walk around and talk to people. You, you, can, you can cook french fries. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do. You can help us do all kinds of things. There's a bunch of stuff to do, you know, and we need help with that. Um, you know, and we're going to need help with this new, this new event we're about to put on, and we'll let you know about that here really soon. But maybe you're like, but okay, what, what, how about other things I can do? Well, help your neighbor. Whenever a storm comes through and trees come out and, and fall, trees fall in, in their yard, go help them pick up a tree limb. Go help them rake a few leaves. Spend some time with them. You know, you see them going out to the mailbox. You know, go out there and meet them at the mailbox and check your mail. Say, hey, just tell you, hey, I saw you. I thought I'd check my mail at the same time. Hope you're having a great day. Whatever it is you could do, take a neighbor dessert when they come into, into the city. We don't have anything to give. Just say, hey, I don't have a lot to give you, but I give you Jesus. Last one. And we'll be done if you'll, if you'll come. This is, one of, this is probably one of my favorite ones. What can I do to love people? I can be a sample. I can be a sample of God's love. I love to go to Publix because Publix knows how to do customer service. They make me feel very important. I feel like I have a lot of money when I go to Publix. <laughs> I'm just glad they don't check my pocket to see how much I really have. But when I go there, I, you know, the, the, the guys that are stocking the shelves that you would normally, at Walmart, that at Walmart ignore you, okay, well, here at, at Publix, they're like, oh, hey, sir, are you doing okay? Do you find anything you need? Can I help you? I'm like, yes, I can. I can't find some soup. And I, I know where it's at. I want them to help me because it makes me feel good the way they treat me. <laughs> I got one at checkout. Can I take this to your car for you? Sure you can. <laughs> it's just one bag, sir. Sure you can. <laughs> Escort me to my car. I love that. But I also like it because there's a lady over there that's always cooking samples during the day. And I love to go over there and eat samples. What's in this? And I talk to her like I'm interested in it. And so, so I can eat it. You know, I often leave here during the day sometimes when I'm here working. And I go right here to Sam's. I ate lunch at Sam's. Not at the cafe, but at the samples in the back. And all I got to do is go buy a 99-cent drink, and I got all the food over there I want. And I, but I love it because some things I'll eat, and I'm like, oh, this is so good. They're like, yes. Okay, listen, listen, listen. God gave, God gave this to me in the first service. I said, oh, it's so good. And then you know what I'll say sometimes? Well, first, sometimes, I, sometimes, I, sometimes I'll say, that's nasty. <laughs> but but then a lot of times I'll say, that is so good. Where can I find some more of this? Where can I find some more? Where can I get more of this at? If you're a sample and you're sampling love of Jesus, the peace of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus, the, 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 the grace of Jesus, and you're sampling that to people, you can be a sample of that, people will look at you and say, where can I get more of that at? Where can I get more of that at? I want more of that. That was good. What you just said was good. I want more of that. Where can I get some more love? Where can I get more peace that you're giving? Now, you just gave me a little sample. It just made me hungry. I want more of it. 
And so if we're all giving samples, someone can fill up. And you know what's so good about it is when I say, where can I get more of that? She's, she's, it's right around the corner at $25.99. Oh, never mind. It's a little too expensive for me. But we can say, where can I get more of that? Hey, Kingdom Life is all free. It's a big buffet. Come eat all of the love, joy, peace, long suffering, generous, kindness, meetings, temperance, of faith you want. Have it all. It's all there. Just come get it. Just come get it. It's free. More, there's, there's, no more samples. You could be a sample after today. There's an abundance. Give them a nugget. Give them some salt. Make them thirsty for more. Make them hungry for more. Be a sample of Jesus. Be Jesus with skin on, as my spiritual mama says. Jesus is, is in our hearts. He's not physically here anymore. So he is inside us. And we could be Jesus with skin on. And we could be that example of Christ to everybody we meet. And we can give them samples of it. And they can want more. And they can come to the house of God and get it. So we've got to reach out, guys. We've got to, we've got to do a better job. Let's not just be in this four walls here. Let's, let's you individually reach out to your world, to the whole world, to your whole world. Wherever you walk today, that's your world. This whole week, wherever you walk, that's your world. But I'm not going to be in that world. I'm going to be in another world. And, and not a crazy world, probably. But still, I'll be in a different world. And wherever you go, reach out. Reach out. Smile. Give a handshake. Say, hey, you're looking good today. Whatever. You, walk, you see somebody with a head down, say, hey, keep your head up. God's still on the throne. Whatever, just a little comment. Whatever it is, just something that you can give. Listen to people. Talk to them. Bow your hand, close your eyes, please. God, I love you and I praise you and I thank you and I honor you. God, help us to be samples of you. God, thank you so much for giving me that in the service, first service. That, that, it, it just blesses me. To be that example, God, that little sample of you that people would say, where can I get more of that at? That, that little sample wasn't enough. That was so good. I want to get some more of that. Where can I get that from? Because I want to have some people over to my house, and I want to give that to them too. God, help us all today to be outreach-minded. So many churches aren't. All they want to do is minister to themselves. Help us to be outreach to reach out, not just to those who are broken, busted, and disgusted, and outcasts, and misfits, but also those who have the three-piece suit on, Lord, and, and, and that has the, 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 Gucci, the Gucci pocketbook, Kate Spade pocketbook, Father, and those who, who are dressed well with a with $1,000 earrings on to have all the money. God, help us to reach them as well. God, I just pray for Holy Spirit just to be in us and, and give us the boldness that we need to be able to overcome our anxiety of people. Because God, you weren't always in the church. You weren't always in the temple. Most of the time in the scriptures, Father, you were always on the streets. You were in the neighborhoods. You were in the homes preaching the gospel help us to do that Lord help us to come here and get healed and made whole ourselves, and help us to go out and make, make heal and whole other people we love you for it God in Jesus name